he he was he led an eight and four Louisville team and fumbled three times in the last game of the year against Kentucky, their arch rival to lose the game, like totally choked. I could it was it was disgusting to see him win the Heisman that year as an eight and four quarterback on a shitty ACC team after he completely fucking choked the only nationally televised game of the entire fucking season for Louisville. He threw interceptions, fumbled the entire game away, looked terrible. Salutations, sports fans and socialites. Welcome to the Bloodlines Podcast, your one-stop shop for sports news fresher than the fruitcake in France. Coming at you from sunny Chicago, Illinois, I am Brad Kirschenbaum, and joined, as always, by my Omahomies, Tyler Hammock, and Producey Ali DeSandro Man Godfrey. On today's episode, it is the three amigos again. No guests today. Aye, aye, aye. We don't need no gas. Up on the week, uh, unhinged, quack quack quack, going out to Eugene, Oregon. We got the Pac-12 preview, AFC North preview, and I think we're gonna bring back some clickbait. Something we're gonna talk about some pink stuff. Boys, welcome back. So, oh great, it's so great to be back, Brad. Good to see your smiling face and those lovely eyes. Fucking so, um, hate it. <laughs> this is this is this is very enlightening for me because it's the first time Ollie and I have recorded in person in quite a while. I don't know months. Yeah, oh, a couple months. Right, at we're, least. Here, we're here in studio today. Yeah, I can't stop smiling. I have like a really goofy smile. It feels like it's the first Sunday of the season. I can only see you guys from the waist up, so I mean that could explain part of the smiling. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they, so it, but we have if for anyone who's uh, obviously listening, it's just really stupid because no one's watching or else is in the room with us. Um, so we have like this agenda segment that we all use, like a schedule that we just have a general thing that we slide through. General thing that we slide through. And um, we have like a, a paragraph at the top where Brad does his intro and then Ollie does his. I just realized Ollie just doesn't use that intro at all. He just Never. scrolls through. He just scrolls through the agenda and like <laughs> makes up the intro on the fly. That's exactly. Okay, so that makes that makes. There's a lot of things I'm probably going to learn about how you've uh, switched it, switched your habits to recording the show. Um, yeah, that was pretty funny. It's just easier. I don't want to script anymore. I don't want to be <clears> tied down to the words in the paper. So okay, so for you, a grievance is being tied down to the paper and having too much structure. Um, for me, it's it's the way that America's been ruining food i thought this might be a fun new segment that we can just have some general grievances and officer optimism general grievances um just get get some stuff off our chest and we can't do all complaining so we're gonna have to have some optimistic talk but and it actually worked out well because of brad uh, ollie's over here um for a little bit of time before we started recording and i threw on what are the youtubers that i watch and he you know he goes into a lot of um some conspiracy theory stuff but a lot of u.s history uh modern day stuff that's going on just really explaining things in a simplistic way he's a former new york times uh, journalist so he's really good at how he presents the stories and it's fun um but one of his newer ones is how the u.s has ruined bread and he just dives into how many more French boutique bread stores there are per capita compared to the U.S. Like they have 30,000 bakeries, you know, private, privately owned mom pop bakeries, 30,000 in France. The United States, we have 5,000. So we have a sixth with far, far more land, far, far more population and everything. And he went into all of the disgusting stuff that we've been putting in our Wonder Breads and all these crazy breads. And all now all these brands are even starting to use fake fogged up plastic so like when you're walking through the aisle it looks like the bread is like fogging up yeah, it looks nicer it's like our tea it's artisanal bread 
Exactly. So I, I watched that for about 18 minutes and I'm brainwashed into hating how America's uh, capitalized our food to only make a profit and destroy our bodies. Didn't didn't Ireland uh, rule that yes. Subway can't even call our bread bread because there's I, too much sugar in it? Mm, so literally like, had that webpage pulled up. I was ready for that. <laughs> that so how, how long ago was that? I mean, I know Subway's been, going, Subway's been going through a big rebrand. Is this the cause of the rebrand? No, I think it's the child diddling from Jared that was the rebrand incentive. Well, fair, but they've all. I don't think. I don't think the child diddling is why they decided to start using real bread and like change the ingredients that they use. Uh, because I they don't use know that, I don't know that they've changed the bread. I think they just don't sell their their nonsense yeast factor in uh, in Ireland. Yeah, gotcha. I think they just just have different kinds of cakes now. Gotcha. Just Italian yeah. cake. <laughs> Tiny of cheese cake, fruit cake, fruit, fruit cake. cake. Yeah. What, what kind of what kind of uh, cold cut? You want a cold cut trio? Great. You want some funfetti as your? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. The birthday birthday cake remix. Yeah. Uh, yikes. Well, yeah. So that's my that's my grievance. My my brain's warped, and I can't eat sandwiches or bread here anymore. I'll stay food related uh, as far as a uh, as far as a grievance here. I just feel like fruit doesn't stay fresh as long as it used to. I mean, strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, those suckers. If you don't eat them within about two days of purchasing, they're going they're going moldy. And I know there's all sorts of tricks where you can soak them in water and you can rinse them and do all that. But like, let me just put keep them in a container. I don't need them to be good for a month, but I'd like them to be good for like five days. Like, I want to buy some strawberries and they're fine on Friday. You're causing the American capital problem. This is this is American capitalism. Like somebody's listening to this podcast being like, ooh, we need to make strawberries that last for five days. Let's put a bunch of nasty preservatives in them so that they can last for this long. And then we just get back to this whole problem that I presented in the first place, which is why bread started to get ruined because they had to make it rise faster and the greatest things in sliced bread. Like literally that is what ruined bread in America is the bread slicer. Um, and you know, making everything. It sounds, like, it sounds like my people, the, 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 the people who wandered the desert for 40 years, they had it right. No yeast, just matzah. I, I think I may become a matzah man. Check, check in with me on this. I might get rid of all, all uh, leavened bread in our house. We're just going to be straight up matzah. You know, I, I think I could do that. <clears throat> I think we could, I say we try it for like a week. Should we just be a, an all matzah podcast? From, that, from, from one end yeah. of the episode to the start of the, the next episode, we should just go full matzah. Like we're fasting on only eating matzah. Like every meal has to include matzah. Like a form of matzah. We will be the, oh, I got it. I got a song for us. Matzah, 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 man. <laughs> I want to be a matzah, man. <laughs> a fucking matzah man segment. Let's go. Okay. All right. Is that starting tonight? Yeah, this is, gonna, this is going to start tomorrow. We're going to come up with inventive matzah recipes too. Like I want to know how you guys have done your sandwiches with the matzah. Can we, can we prepare a little bit? Because one, I need to figure out where I'm going to get matzah in Omaha. I'm, I'm not saying I know it's You're here. You're married to a half Jewish woman. I, I, I understand that, but ask Anna, her to make you matzah. Anna doesn't have. She, you know, I'm here to, here to make me matzah. Yeah, and yeah. Make make Tyler matzah. Make me matzah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what all the half Jewish women in the world can do. Is just on the snap of a dime, they're just whipping up matzah recipes. Yeah, we'll throw. Let's 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 throw this in the group chat. We'll talk about this week, but we'll, we'll get some things. We'll get some things in place around. This. I need at least a but week because like, I want to plan some to recipes out. I need to check. Yeah, and we need to, pre- need to we need things out. prelude this with the Twitter. Oh my god! Just just like. It's right. just, it's just sandwich. Hey, I, I, I may have a, uh, I may have an issue. I may have a toddler that's escaping her room right now. 
Uh, oh, if you need to go grab it, we can just hit pause quick, and we'll just uh, we'll we'll pick it back up with the matzo talk. It'll be an easy yeah, transition. Yeah, hit pause real quick. I'm gonna go get her. You're good. There's no pause button. Ollie's hopefully got a timer, but yeah, there 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 is no pause button. <laughs> officer optimism. We can talk about your officer. Optimism. Oh, I th- I thought we'd just pause and then we can have him like jump back in. No, no, no. Oh, you want to just no, keep let's going? Go okay, let's keep going. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so the so that first segment that we're doing is general grievances. General grievances. And then we're gonna have to flip it up and do officer optimism. Optimism. All right, so now I'm gonna do some positive stuff that's going on. Just you know, this, appreciating the simple little things in life. You know, I feel like sometimes we can get a little critical of of uh, dating profiles and negative about how our teams are doing. We got to have a little bit more optimism on the show um, beyond just the jokes that make everybody laugh, which is usually at our own expense. Um, so we're gonna try to find the beauty in the little things in this segment. And I gotta say, this is this is not a new invention by any means. But I've really, really come to appreciate those hose winder things that, you know, connect to your hose outside. You know, like the, the, the box where you actually have the hose crank and inside you connect it. That's such a good homeowner appreciation. It is, I know. It really oh, is. Yeah. It's, I think it's because we have. I'm still we, in an apartment for our listeners, so I can't really yeah. appreciate the hose wander. So, so we've, we basically were able to get the water running in the correct way to the front of our house. So now I can. I, I've started this routine, started probably mid last week when I messed up my foot, actually, um, of watering the plants and basically the yard every morning before I leave. So I'm like, an, I'm an early morning riser. I'm usually leaving the house by like seven or so, but work doesn't start till late. So I'm spending about 10, 15 minutes watering the plants outside. Um, it's just a really nice convenience having it's just a quick little crank, whip it out, nice enough, takes me 10 minutes tops, gets it all done. Um, yeah, I know it's easy to go the, the technology route nowadays. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it old school and give a shout out to the Ace Hardware's of the world. All right, Ace Hardware and the, and the hose winders. So one, the thing, hose winders. one thing that I've I've been thinking of, and it is definitely more on on the tech side. But I was thinking about this just a few days ago mm-hmm. that I felt like back in the and I'm gonna say like quote unquote early days of Wi-Fi because I'm sure Wi-Fi's been around for like a long fucking time. I have no idea. Okay, uh, Brad, please look that up. He's not even there. <laughs> He's not even. Yeah. Look it up. Hey, Brad, look, look that one up. Yeah, we have this at the very end. You're kicked uh, off the show if you don't have this later. But Wi-Fi, I, I feel like every time that maybe you went into into an airport mm-hmm. or like some big like open mall or something, I felt like you always had to pay for Wi-Fi. It was always yeah. like a five, oh, absolutely. eight, ten dollar thing. Mm-hmm. Now, in all the traveling I've been doing the last like couple of years, like being in an airport, it's all free. Like Wi-Fi, I feel yeah. like is just like free everywhere now. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those little things that it was like this luxury, like, okay, you know what? I have a five hour layover. I'm going to pay for wifi. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but if it's like, if it was like the couple hour thing, it's like, no, it, I'll just stick it out. I'll read a book or I'll just walk around the airport. But now it's just, you can literally connect to wifi. It's basically anywhere just, and everywhere you go. You it's become fully a, always connected. it's become a commodity. It's become just complete table stakes. Like you, like if you want to have an, uh, a successful establishment, you have to offer wifi for free and I'll even up it one more. I think the Wi-Fi just is better in public places. Like I used to, th- I used yeah. to think the only times, the only time I would ever connect to Wi-Fi is when I was traveling like abroad, basically. Okay. Like if I was yeah. just not in the states and didn't have connect, or just didn't, have, I guess, had really bad connection. That's pretty rare, I guess. Um, and actually, hey Brad, thanks for looking it up. When was Wi-Fi invented? When was Wi-Fi invented? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll back on maybe towards the end of the pod, or if you can get it in the next. Uh, a uh, few seconds. But I was just, 
it, my, yeah, my yeah. little, uh, my optimism, my, my thing I just love in life is just, just Wi-Fi anywhere and everywhere you go. So hammocks is hoses. I think yours must be open API looking in our, our little dock here. Oh, it's uh, so great. I fucking love it. Have you played with open API? Do you guys know what it is? I have no oh, idea no. what this I is. I thought you were just talking about like open APIs in general from, for like between tech firms or something. Like Honestly, open APIs make my life easier, but open AI is what that open is. AI. Open oh. Do you know what that is? No. Oh, <laughs> I just know so, open API. So I am a fan of open APIs. I work with them on a regular basis. Um, but open AI is um, a um, it is a platform. It's you you guys remember the Google engineer who came out a couple like a month ago and he was like, Yeah, I created I created a sentient thing that was based on this open source platform called OpenAI, where you can literally type anything you want into this text box. You could say, write me a PAC-12 preview in iambic pentameter, and it would write you a preview of the PAC-12 conference for football in iambic pentameter, um, which is how Shakespeare wrote. Then they have now... Hardo! Uh, I don't know what you're saying. I'm saying Hardo. Oh. You, you you just had to friendly drop if that's how Shakespeare wrote, and then you just you just had to drop something else earlier. Anyway, keep going. Oh, I can. I mean, I can well actually for yeah. for, the, for the day. Yeah, I can. Mister Well, actually. Yeah. Right. Um, the but then they now they've created something called Dolly D A L L dash E, and it creates images. So I could say, make me an image of um, a Nespresso shaped like Darth Vader. And it would show you images, it, like it would create them out of nowhere, of images of an espresso that is in the shape of Darth Vader. And it is wild. I will send you guys some links. We will put this up on our Twitter account. It is so addictive. It's so much fun. Um, like, and like, it's good. Like, like it does a good job. Make me a fruit pizza designed like a football. And it'll just make me a fo fo football, foot pizza designed football. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that for you while we are on here. Awesome. And, and this is something that like these images just just don't exist. Anywhere. Correct. Like this is just creating it out of just the script that you're writing. This like the text that you're writing. Is yes, like, people. It's actually going to be a huge issue for for like universities because what it writes is good. Like yeah, is that how you can like deep fake stuff? You just yeah. be like are kids learning anything Tom, anymore? Or do they just screws writing a a pony in the sky or something people can actually believe it's him like i tell you like deep fake stuff like be like tyler hammock is a packers fan now it's like whoa 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 first don't let's not use government names and definitely don't use my government name in reference to the packers but those conspiracy theories those are not going to his head not at all mm. yeah no no not at all um okay that's cool i will definitely look into that i have not heard of either of those things definitely sounds like technologies i was thinking about this the other day i just sometimes i only i only go to like five websites maybe maybe you five. go to that many i think i go to like two that's why like, i don't go to i guess i was thinking outside of work like it's just like i don't understand like i feel like kids do they kids nowadays it's all apps they go to apps. Like an app is the new website. No one's surfing the sites. No one's surfing the web. Like, do you yeah. do you remember uh, stumbleuponit.com? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stumble, stumble upon I literally went to stumbleuponit the other day because I was like staring at my computer so, and I, it was still a thing. It didn't really work the same way that it used to, though. Um, but that was a that was a great little functionality. I mean, there, there, there was a point in college where I literally don't think I went to any other website but Reddit. I think mean, I was just yeah. like, it was the only site I needed to go to. And I could go to any forum within mm -hmm. that site, hundreds mm -hmm. of 
thousands have been. I've but, still never been on Reddit. Oh my God. And at first, when I first- I mean, like maybe like was, a Google search will take me there, but I've like when I'm on that site, which is like once or twice, I'm so lost. I, I don't know how to maneuver around it. It's so confusing. When I was first introduced to Reddit, it was the R Trees forum, which is their like weed forum. It's their weed okay. forum, yeah. And so I would always be on reddit.com slash R Trees. And it was finally, it got to the point where my buddy that introduced me to it mm -hmm. was like, dude, why are you always on like this page? I didn't think anything, there was anything other to Reddit. <laughs> oh, that was I the whole website. The weed website. And he was like, no, dude, like, there's so much. And Ollie's, like, Ollie's just there hitting refresh, waiting for somebody to give an update of a new strand yeah, out in dude, Oregon. I literally for like, like six months. Man, this old Reddit old. website's awesome. <laughs> These people must be out of their minds all the oh, time. Oh, guys, King of Kush is dropping next week. Oh, I love Reddit. <laughs> See, I'll date myself. Before Reddit, there was Dig, and Dig was awesome. And then they redesigned it, and then everybody moved from Dig to Reddit. And that was like 2010. And so I've, I've got one of those badges. Like, you've been on Reddit for 12 years. It's like, man, I've wasted so much of my life on this website. That, <laughs> that is one of, like, the three websites that I go to every single day religiously. Because their sports subreddits are awesome. They're, like, really good content. Their, their college football uh subreddit is like one of my favorites it's probably my favorite source of like actual good conversation when it yeah, comes to college football yeah and i'll like during like the game threads i'll watch They're hilarious like, those are so funny yeah during the game i'll watch them live and then the post game threads yeah so funny, so funny. Hmm. love those you got it yeah might have, might have to give it a chance mm -hmm. um as we transition into college football we can bring up this topic of I don't know. I thought it was interesting as I was watching the Manchester City versus Bayern Munich match at Lambeau Field over the weekend and just what was an incredibly dull weekend. Although some of these international soccer friendlies have been enjoyable as they're played at, you know, just interesting venues. And it's cool to see those two mega brands, all global brands playing at really a global venue. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about like what, what what's a matchup that you would want to see somewhere else around the globe. Um, I thought a, an example would be a, a, not, not this isn't around the globe, still in the states, but I don't think they've ever done it before. I thought it'd be cool to see a Kentucky versus Louisville football at Churchill Downs. That'd be kind of a unique location. Mm. I don't know if they've ever thought about doing that or how they've done it, or even if the the uh, dimensions work. I haven't looked that far into it, but it, it's a. I've been there. It's a pretty wide field. I feel like that should be able to work. Yeah, that um, should work. And then Winter Classic, go over to like Germany or Switzerland and put it in the Alps. Like there were, they just put it out of Lake Tahoe and they're moving them more to like uh, more nature backdrops as opposed mm -hmm. to just stadiums. Um, so I thought that'd be kind of cool. But I don't know. Like other than Wembley, there weren't any like big stadiums, like historic mega stadiums that popped into my head. Am I just the idiot here? Like the PSG stadium. I know, I know Chelsea stadium, Stanford bridge, and there's, there's other big ones. Liverpool is Anfield. It's like there's a couple of them, but outside of like the EPL, I don't know. I couldn't think of historic. Like I was like, I don't know. Let's play baseball in the Coliseum, but that's not really possible. Um, I don't know. And does this trigger any thoughts for you guys or should I just keep rambling like an idiot? Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of what would make me go somewhere. Like, cause if you're going to do this, it's gotta be a destination to go see. And the thing that doesn't make any sense to me about Lambo with Man City and Bayern is like who from, I guess, you know, local fans, obviously in the Midwest will go to Lambo and Lambo's a sweet experience. So I like, I get the appeal. Um, yeah, I would, I would guess 95% of that 
sold out crowd were American. And it was yeah. just Man City America. I don't think it was that much of a travel destiny, a travel big deal for either Man City or Bayern fans from oh, Germany yeah, or England no. to come and, over here. And all the Americans probably came from like Milwaukee, Chicago. Exactly. Yeah. They weren't coming yeah, from yeah. that far away. Yeah. yeah. The people like us that have just started picking, like watching EPL in the morning. I'm like, sure. oh, cool. I think I think my answer to this would be like you see all these places that are almost like designed to be like Instagrammable fields of some sort. So like you know those you know that tennis court that's on top of the hotel in Dubai. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Play, play Wimbledon. You know, not Wimbledon, but you play a tennis. <laughs> <laughs> like play a tennis tournament up there. Like give yeah. give me that like unique experience. The Wimbledon there. Championship. You know, you make yeah. it to the semis, make it all the way. The you got to go to Dubai now. On top of the building. Headed to Dubai. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think that would be cool. Like you know, do if it, it, it for golf. Like if, I would almost go the opposite for golf. I want to see pros play Miracle Hills in Omaha. Uh, <laughs> like, I want to see them shoot forty under par. Well, I was actually that the, I was thinking about going in reverse as well here at the end, as you know, there's that really famous soccer field in like Finland or Sweden or something. Oh yeah, it's like the whole island is basically like a, a, a very small mountainous little island um, that fits basically only the soccer field. So they've designed it's like the soccer field mm-hmm. sits in the middle, and it's not a very big thing, but the town that's connected to it is maybe a thousand or so people. So it's a really small town, but they've built this like beautiful soccer field in this mountain, basically that the whole town uses. I think it'd be sweet to see like, I don't know, Liverpool versus Chelsea at that tiny, you know, arena for this tiny town of Finland to go to, you know, some billionaires like screw it. I don't need the TV money or there it is. You just make all the money on TV anyway. You know, the, the destinations, yeah are less important now because all the money's from TV deals is not from physical tickets and right. concessions and selling jerseys. All that stuff's completely been transformed. Yeah. I mean, I just hope I live long enough to see a sport played on the moon. I think we could get there in the next 50 to 60 years. People might I, be long. Absolutely. There'll be a basketball, there'll be a basketball game on the moon. Like a be, basketball game on the moon would be so sick in that like might a be, bubble or the, something. I mean, uh, to be honest, they're probably already up there playing 3v3. Those little alien shits are probably up there hooping. I hope so. Good for um, them. Oh, yeah, they are. They've figured it out. Yeah, they're going to be winning all the world championships while we're trying to adapt to their game here soon, just like Scott Frost is still trying to adapt to the Big Ten. Um, (laughs) No, they're going to adapt to us. It's going to happen. This is the year that they're going to be like, whoa, now, now we have to change everything. Well, maybe in, instead of, uh, thank God, we're not to the stressful point of trying to uh, deep dive the Big Ten as we're going to stay on the Pac-12. This is going to be our Pac-12 preview this week. Um, but before we get there, let's, let's try to find some love out in a Pac-12 town as we're going back to college and hitting at Eugene, Oregon. In... Quack, 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 quack in Omaha. West Omaha, he was born and raised. Ali Brazen Inge for the rest of his days. Swapping on right to find the girl of his dreams. So many of them, not what they seem. From love languages to dogs or a Netflix binge. Yo, Holmes, welcome to Unhinged. Welcome to Unhinged. This is the part of the episode where we go through my hinge account. Tyler and Brad will tell me to swipe right or not based on prompts only, no names, no pictures. Eugene, Oregon, five lucky ladies. First up, the secret to getting to know me is I'm very shy, but somehow I'm talkative. Tell me about yourself. I go crazy for amazing coffee, always. And something I want to try with you is a cuddly night in. 
<laughs> All right. Um, I guess the only thing I really got to talk about here is I have been feeling it's I feel like the coffee culture has become pretty brainwashy. I don't know if it's I feel like it kind of started with our generation where like the I feel Instagram attacked was, already. Either the what? I feel attacked already. No, <laughs> not at all. It just you know, like everyone needs their coffee. You need your Starbucks. You need your Starbucks oh. in the picture. Well, you need this. Like I, I, I at least like the fact you're saying I like really good coffee. You know, if you want to be obsessed with coffee, like archetype here in town, like archetype coffee is fucking mm-hmm. thing. Like I, I don't know if I can really get on board with the people. Like, I can't start my day until I get my Starbucks. Like, big shut no. up. It's, you're you're getting like, Starbucks is shitty coffee. Yeah, you're just getting ninety yeah. percent sugar. So if you're yeah. gonna be like uh, maybe making a French press at home kind of girl and shy, I'm I'm kind of getting her persona there. Yeah, she's go amazing coffee. Yeah, she goes crazy. Yeah, that's that's what I want to know. Like, are you doing local Oregon roasters, or are you trying to tell me that the Stumptown you bought from the grocery store that's been sitting there for a month and a half is is high quality stuff? High I, quality. I need to know. Are you grinding your Are you grinding your own beans? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Pat, that, but, that'll, that'll be your opening line. Did that end pass? Uh, because it sounds like she wants to talk but doesn't want to talk and she's going to be all amped up on caffeine but she wants to cuddle on a night in that just sounds like a lot that sounds like a very stressful environment yeah 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 definitely a pass we're reaching at straws just to try to turn a conversation off that profile yeah we're here pass all right second up and we're starting with a voice prompt worst idea i've ever had when I was 15, I thought it would be very cool to see if I could jump off the side of a moving car and like land on my feet and run along beside it instead of falling on my face. Um, moral of the story is that no, you you can't. That's <laughs> voice prompt yet. There's a bunch of road rash, so I don't recommend it. <laughs> I, I don't no, recommend I don't it. Recommend it. <laughs> All right, good so far. Yeah, my happy place is off the grid till mid-August. No ghosting, just trail hiking. The dorkiest thing about me is I sing in a barber shop a cappella group. It is both delightfully wholesome and rule serious. So I hope you're ready for lots of car singing. I want someone who delights in beautiful things, has an adventurous streak, is grounded in who they are. And just wants to share joy in this one wild life we have. So this is another one of those really long profiles. She really started with the home run with the uh, the voice prompt. That was hilarious. Um, she's got to still be in college. I was really I was just jealous when she was like, "Yeah, I'm off the grid until August. Like I'm out hiking. Nobody talked to me." <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good. Uh, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Have you guys ever done anything equally stupid like? In a car, moving a car, like swinging at mailboxes or done the golf ball trick, you know, where you drop the golf ball and try to drive up and catch it. Yeah, I was 15. I mean, your number 130 for 30 was big air. So I'm assuming you did all kinds (laughs) of stupid. (laughs) I was uh, I was filming a music video with a friend in high school to wake me up before you go go by wham and did a slide across the trunk of my car and drove my hip into the side of the car, made a dent in it and then tried to. Uh, uh, to fix the dent by taking a baseball bat to the inside of the car and oh. uh, and essentially knock it out, which just made it look like my car had some sort of cellulite on the side of it. <laughs> yeah, I stupid like that with a the car. Oh, there, there's there's going to be at least somebody else who in their life did that pop out trick by accidentally denting a car by trying to get away with it. Yep. I mean, 
There, that, I think about, you know, of course, my parents asked me. They're like, "What happened to your house?" I was like, "I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's not definitely not on film." That that's about as successful as like replacing vodka with water and completely diluting <laughs> yeah, right. the family the family vodka water bottle. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say pass on this one. Uh, yeah, she started strong, but really couldn't stick the landing. Great voice prompt, though. Great, great voice great, prompt. Yeah, good work. Good work. Yeah. Well, just imagining her face planning, uh, trying to run out of a car. I really want to know how old she was. If I like, if we could talk to her, I just want to know how old were you when you tried this? Maybe we'll find out one day. All right, third up. The key to my heart is chicken strips. My love language is physical touch, thousand percent. Together, we could travel all over the world. So boring. That's the most boring thing I've ever heard. No, yeah, I, I don't know anything about her. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of waste trying to churn up conversation on these boring girls. Yeah, Pass. All right, so this, we, this is why we need well, let's see if we can find love in, in one of the next two. This is why we needed to generate the uh, optimistic segment because we just become yeah. sour, sour <laughs> yeah. patch kids when it comes to this segment. My simple pleasures coffee, a sunny day, and a good book. Green flags I look for a great relationship with your dog. I don't have a dog. The dorkiest thing about me is I was in marching band for 10 years. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I expected more out of Eugene. I don't think I don't think this is someone you're gonna enjoy, um, nor really anyone. So I'm not. Know, let's, let's give the Bandcamp girls a chance. We all saw American Pie. I mean, we did. There's there's at least something to consider before we say no. But yeah, no. But just again, it, yeah. But but no. And it was just another coffee. You're like, oh, I just need coffee. Need need my coffee. Need got a summer day with coffee. Like I, I I wake up every day at five a.m. if not earlier, and I don't drink a cup of coffee ever. Like it's just it's all in your head, people. Move on. Um, right. Four passes then. Yeah. Who's who's the fourth person in yeah, the not room? not great. Oh, oh, yeah. like four, that was the fourth. Four, oh, all four, right. Four. Fifth and final. Fifth right. and final. Maybe maybe we'll get uh, maybe we'll get a winner here. Right. Typical Sunday, Tyler. You're gonna love this. Typical Sunday, reading a book and drinking a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and that coffee in Eugene. Weirdest gift. I guess I guess we're in the college town in non like in non-school sessions. So we're getting all the we're getting all the, we're getting yeah, all the, the local, Eugene counties. Like, back to Eugene come in, like September, yeah. October, when things just a little, you know. I was like, why why are some, more thousand people? Why is this there? such a popular school to go to? These girls are boring. Weirdest gift I've given or received a pogo stick. And the dorkiest thing about me is I really love bad horror movies. I actually love bad horror movies, so that's fine. Yeah, love, okay. With that. Bad, people who like bad horror movies are usually pretty awesome people. What's your uh, What's your favorite? Like, what are a couple favorites? Um, so there's this movie called Black Sheep. Ooh, I've not heard of it. Yeah, you may think it's Chris Farley, Chris Farley, and David Spade, but it's actually not. It's actually about like zombie black sheep that terrorize people. It's it's hilarious. And the real, only reason I ever watched it is because I was talking in high school. I was talking about Black Sheep, the one with Chris Farley and David Spade. Yeah. And my buddy and his girlfriend had never seen it. So they were like, all right, we're going to go rent it. Yeah. And they rented this <laughs> the horror, movie. horror movie called Black Sheep. But they waited about 10 minutes. They're like, oh, it's a Chris Farley film. Maybe he's going to pop out of here in a second. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so I had to go watch this. And I mean, it is that reminds me of beyond bad, but so good at the same time remember when pam watches 28 days instead of 28 days later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was good uh, um all right well uh I, i'm not feeling it not I, feeling I, it I don't, yeah, I don't, this is, she was maybe the best one i don't know voice prompt girl was pretty good but 
Well, if I'm striking out in Eugene, I don't know, maybe they'll do a little bit better on the football field. I, I sure am not thinking so. Brad, what's your what's your little transition here to preluding the uh, the Pac-12 conference? Uh, well, we are um, we're looking at a conference that has I, I, honestly, I you know, I like to play a little game in my head before. Have you guys looked at any of the odds for the Pac-12 yet? I'm waiting for you to list them off. I like to feel my gut on this. Okay. Well, feel your gut and tell me what you think the top three teams are to win the conference and approximately what their odds would be. So I'm my picks from Utah, just because I just think that's a program now, and I know they have a, a bunch of those de- defensive studs coming back. Um, so I'm going to say Utah's in the top three. USC and Lincoln Riley's got to be in the top three. And then the third, Oregon. Okay, yeah, we'll say Oregon. I'll say Utah's the top at, like, plus 350. Mm-hmm. Maybe USC and the others are at, like, six or seven to one. Yeah, okay. So we're about on the same page. So I came in thinking uh, Utah makes the most sense, consistent program. You know, they've been right there. Uh, a lot of guys returning. TJ Utah Parker's makes a lot of back. Things. I mean, they, they had insanely convincing wins, both in the Pac-12 championship game, dominating. Wasn't that USC again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They so we were on the same page here. I know they played Oregon uh, in the Pac-12 championship game last year. Oh, you're right. Yeah, and they beat uh, them. So I, had, I figured we'd go Utah, Oregon, and then USC just because you know new coach and everything. USC is like far and away the favorite to win the conference. They're plus one forty. What? Yeah. USC, USC is plus one forty. Oregon is plus three hundred. Utah is plus four hundred. And then it's UCLA and Washington at plus twelve hundred and plus fourteen hundred. And then we get into the schools that don't, you know, Washington State, Oregon State, Arizona State are all 30, 40, and 50 to 1. Cal's 50 to 1. Stanford's 60 to 1. Colorado is 150 to 1. And Arizona's 500 to 1. But it's Utah, excuse me, USC, Oregon, and Utah is the top three. I was stunned that USC was that heavy of a favorite to win the conference. I don't think they're over under for games is nine and a half. They're not winning nine and a half games this year. It's not going to happen. They've got, I understand that Lincoln Riley, everybody thinks Lincoln Riley is a good coach, but here's my hot take to start this off. Are we sure Lincoln Riley is a good coach? Like, it's not like the Big 12 is some incredible conference. Oklahoma always had the best talent. He was riding off of Bob, Bob Stoops' coattails for a long time, and he he managed to get a bunch of really good transfers in. But, like, are we sure Lincoln Riley is really good? So... You 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 wanted to have, you know, we're going to do a champion, a sleeper, and then an overrated team. Yeah. Immediately, I thought the easiest one to pencil in here, not even pencil in, but permanent mar- Sharpie marker in, was overrated USC. Yeah. And this is, this is not to say I don't think Lincoln Riley will be good or USC will be good. I'm just saying it's going to take more than a couple of months for him to figure it out, the differences between Norman in Los Angeles. Like yeah. there's different nuances to those programs yeah. that are wildly different in terms of relationships with boosters, relationships with the type of kids you're recruiting from the coast, from the deep South. And like Texas, Oklahoma football kids are very different than Sacramento LA kids. Like It's, it's just, they're very different football recruiting beds. Um, I just think it's going to take a little bit of time. And absolutely. I do think that there's, there deserves to be the question out there of Lincoln Riley had a program that Bob Stoops built up over decades that he just got handed to him on a silver platter, kind of yeah. like a Ryan day at Ohio state kind of situation. Like it's honest to God, I think I would be a 10 and two football coach at Ohio state, <laughs> like at these places. So you really got to screw it up to not be good there. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that that's my overrated team, and I get the fair point. I think that's absolutely crazy, but um, it may, maybe USC is kind of like the Cowboys of the NFL, where the 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 game the 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 bets are just going to be always overinflated because the fan base is so delusional. Well, there's so much hype this year and, you know, around USC and all the transfers that came there. I, I agree. I don't think they're going to be bad. I just don't think they're going to be, you know, 10 wins right out of the Give me a, a nine-and-three football team. They'll I mean, be nine-and-three. Yeah. It's a really good football team. I mean, this yeah. this is literally the, the, the story of my sleeper overrated and story. <laughs> my sleeper, my sleeper, but not actually a sleeper. USC, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, their piece. They'll yes. come up with a nine and three season, but they are overrated. So I also have USC in my overrated category because there is so much hype around that squad with a relatively easy schedule. I can't um, tell I what's. It. I don't know what's even happening anymore. Are, are they really that duo? And anything can happen when the spotlight and pressure is that big. And my storyline, <laughs> USC becomes that sleeper, not actually sleeper team that everyone predicts. They're riding the highs of victory because of their easy schedule. But mm-hmm. then guess what? It's touchdown Jesus. And it's disciples that flock to the college. Oh, my God. Final regular season game. And take them. And the pillars crumble. And So I, I can't I can't decide what's funnier here. The fact that Ollie actually prepared for a sports segment or the fact that Brad and I talked over him before he could even get out any of his thoughts. You motherfucker. Literally it, the only thought I thought <laughs> Original. And truly, if you weren't the producer, I feel like any logical producer would just cut out that two-minute spiel because it was all echoed by what Brad and I had said just a few minutes earlier. Yeah, but no, I'm proud of you. That's, that's a great rant. rant. Yeah, that was awesome. I and, and the hard work. I'm very proud of you. That was good. I, I feel like I'm looking at you with my heart warming. I'm 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 proud. Good job, buddy. Let's go. All right, Brad, who's um, your overrated team? My overrated team? Did I stutter? No, I actually didn't hear I didn't hear the name that you said. <laughs> well, all, right, all right, Brad. What is your overrated team? Uh, my overrated team is. Um, I mean, I, I had USC originally, but I feel like I need to change that now. Um, so we're gonna go with. Uh, we're gonna go a little different direction here. Um, they have. Uh, we've got okay. We've got the Arizona State. Got Arizona State at five and a half wins. That's what uh, that's their win projection. I think Arizona State is going to blow chunks this year. That whole coaching staff is going to be gone by midseason, and we're going to see you know like a two win team out there. I think Arizona State replaces Arizona at the bottom of the conference. Maybe is Colorado Herm, at the bottom of the conference instead. Is Herm still there? Yeah, Herm's still there. The, his weird like NFL setup is still there. Um, oh, he's the CEO and just doesn't mm-hmm. do anything and yeah, hangs out and golfs and goes to strip clubs all day. I mean, I can think of worse ways to live life and get millions of dollars deposited in my bank account. But regardless, I don't I'm, I'm not, he actually probably, <laughs> probably doesn't go to strip clubs all day. He kind of see, he seems like a football guy. He, I, I've, I had nothing against Herm Edwards, but he, it, it just feels like every year there's just more turmoil. It's just like he's the epitome of if there's smoke, there's fire. And yeah. I, I very much could see, as you said, him getting getting kicked to the curb here fairly soon. So yeah, I think uh, I think they got problems. So uh, in the interest of having a little diversity in our picks, um, I'm going to take Arizona State as, uh, uh, despite being a middle tier team, as being overrated. Got it. Love it. Uh, who's our sleeper here, guys? What do you got for your sleeper? Ollie, just so, let's get your. I want to hear your opinions before we start talking here. Oh, that I that was that's all you had. That's all you had. You threw it right there. That was the lowest. Got it. Okay. Great. Oh, but my champions. Let me give you my champions. Just let me backtrack, but it is the Ducks. I just wanted a complete 
Great. My little, mm-hmm. my little circle. Now mm-hmm. you guys. Eugene, wonderful. Okay. <laughs> so um, my sleeper, I went with UCLA. <clears throat> Excuse me, UCLA. Almost purely off a of schedule here. Um, they get Utah, USC, and Stanford all at home. Uh, those have got to be the three bigger, biggest games on their calendar. Um, not to mention, I mean, we're going into, what is it, year five or six with Chip Kelly. They have that same quarterback and starting running back and starting quarterback that are back again. Um, Dorian Thompson, he's the three names. He's the, that's the quarterback. I can't remember it right now. Um, and, and, and again, I'm just thinking USC, if you're going to catch them, you got to catch them now. And Brian Kelly is while he's, you know, he hasn't lit the world on fire like he did at Oregon. I still do believe in him as a, as a very good head football coach. And it just, it, it seems way too confusing to me where I just don't see it happening that he's not going to find any success at UCLA. So and for those reasons, I'm going to just say that he pieces one together and sneaks out a title while, you know, Oregon's in turmoil because of Mario Cristobal just leaving, USC figuring things out with Lincoln. And as you're saying, Brad, the Arizona schools are trash. Washington's going through a coaching change. There's a lot of coaching changes in this uh, conference. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on the UCLA from a logical perspective, but you asked us to uh, think about storylines and my storyline for the PAC 12 is this will USC and UCLA get the Nebraska leaving the big 12 treatment are the PAC 12 refs going to be petty because their conference is dying and going to give them a little bit of unjust officiating here. I think that we may see that. I think that's going, that's what held me back because I like UCLA, but that's what held me back from, uh, from picking them in any meaningful sense. I think that, you can just subtract a win from both of those teams at some point in time throughout the season. It'll be a close game. Somebody's going to get a personal foul that doesn't make any sense, but they're going to be like, what are you going to do? You're leaving here in a couple of years. You screwed us over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. my, that's kind of my thought process there, but my sleeper is going to be Washington state uh, for this season. Aha, um, Pullman got a good football program. Yeah. Not for long. I'm not going to have enough money to to sustain it after these PAC 12 offers come in and there's no other teams. I like this. I like it. Let's go. Let's go Cougs. Let's win the PAC 12. No, I've always had a soft spot for Washington state. And I think that uh, yeah, we'll get them to the SEC. I'm sure that that'll be a big, good cultural fit. Um, Washington state is uh, bringing back the Mike Leach offense. They brought back um, Leach, one of Leach's guys. That was when they saw their most success in a long time. And I think that that's going to be a huge key because their defense was good enough. They just needed to put up some points. I think that their over under for wins is five and a half. I think they're going to clear that pretty easily. Get bowl eligible. Uh, I, I didn't like the way they fired their coach last year. Um, I don't know if you read that story and I don't know all of the facts off the top of my head, but if you just search Washington state head football coach firing 2021, I'm sure you guys will be able to find it. Um, it was all around the COVID stuff. And I, and again, I don't want to misspeak and do all the rumors here, but he was like adored by the players and he just wasn't going to get the vaccine because I think it was, it was something around his religion, maybe. Um, but he was just, you remember the Bible saying, don't get vaccines. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Bible. He he wasn't. I don't believe he was Christian, actually. Um, but anyway, I just knew that he was a super well liked guy, and yeah, he just he resigned, stuck to his guns, and and stepped down. So um, anyway, there's Washington State talk with the number one Washington State podcast and the number one podcast in Boise. Um, anything else on Pac-12 before we transition? Pac-12 uh, champion. You have Utah as your champion. I also have Oregon as my champion. I like Dan Lanning. I think that he's going to do a really good job up there. I don't think the Cristobal departure is going to be as big of a deal. And Utah has been uh, recruiting really well. So I think they can out talent anybody that they need to, if it comes down to it. 
And this is something we, I know, Ali, you went to the blackout game last year, right? Yeah. I want to get to, I want to get to Salt Lake City. One, I've never been to Salt Lake City. Um, I've only driven through like a teeny tiny part of Utah. I've never really like done Utah. Um, and now that we have some friends out there, I think we should, that might be a game we circle. We need to circle a matching game where we go to like Toledo and Bowling Green, and then we'll go to Salt Lake City and do the blackout in Utah. It is fun. Get be there before uh, before the Great Salt Lake kills everybody. That is is that a conspiracy theory I need to dive into after? No, the, that's after a real the thing. The Great Salt Lake is evaporating, and a bunch of heavy earth metals are being blown into the wind, and it's it's a it's a, actually a really big bad deal for the environment in Utah. Okay, well, yeah, from to all our Utah listeners, yeah, yeah, good, big good bad Utah, Let's get to those big bad defenses of the AFC North and Trishan transition into this. Uh, Week three of our uh, eight weeks of you getting you guys ready for the NFL football season. As this week, we are going to, as we delayed our AFC East preview, we're going to have that coming up here in a week or so. Um, we moved up the AFC North preview. And uh, Mr. Sandro, man, why don't you get us kick started with a fun little trivia question? Okay, so I've got a little fun fact here and a trivia question. What do you guys want to hear first? A little twofer. Um, let's go with the fun fact first. Okay, yeah. the fun fact. So... Looking here at the, the AFC North, this is the only division in the NFL in which no member team has hosted a Super Bowl in their stadium. That makes sense. Uh, the, yeah, the, the Oh, I guess Lions and Vikings have both gotten it. I'm trying to – who AFC East are going to be the Dolphins, AFC West, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders. Yeah. I guess we don't have to do this. That is a good fun fact. Yeah, okay, no, that's a good fun fact. I mean, I'm not I'm not checking your work. I believe you, Ali. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. Be, I believed him as well. I just thought it was fun to go through the different divisions and check them off. But yeah, um, makes sense that the, the you know the grungy, hard nosed conference up north isn't going to have the you know the luxurious stadiums and settings for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I just have a hard time seeing Welcome to Super Bowl '76 coming at you live from Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Joakim Noah is like, no, is it? A, yeah, Joakim Noah. He's like, you know, no one's saying like, oh, I'm going on vacation to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Not happening. Got that Cleveland. All time underrated Chicago athlete. Like that guy is fucking adored in that city. What deserves that, it? That's correct. We are going to focus on just one one team here in in the north for our trivia question. The Baltimore Ravens were founded in 1995 after moving from another NFL city. What team were the Ravens before they moved to Baltimore? Colts. That is correct. Well, no, actually, no. The Colts came from Baltimore. Baltimore, that's right. They were the Browns. They were the Browns. Yeah, because they, they stole them from their own interdivision, and then the Browns got them later. Look at that teamwork. Yeah, Look there we that. go. Look at that There team. it is. Saved, yeah. Coming together there. Yeah, yeah the, Bra- the Ravens were established in 96 uh, from the owner of the after the owner of the Browns announced plans to relate, relocate the franchise mm-hmm. to Baltimore. Yeah. And then it decided on an expansion team. So. When, when, was, when were the Browns added back to the NFL? Late 90s? Early 2000s? 98? Wait, Belichick was a coach for him for a hot second. Are you looking it up? Yep. I think that was interesting. I definitely remember them coming back. You know, just like as we were talking earlier, I remember the first time I saw like my cousin try to connect to Wi-Fi and not use like a hard line. I was like, how the fuck are you doing that? Um, I, I, I feel like I remember. Really bringing a full circle there. 
Well, yeah, that was just something I, you remember connecting. But the I, I remember the Browns coming back because I remember like their video when they came on Madden again. It was like, oh shit, this is so cool. Look at this stadium. This is the bo- most boring colors. Why do we care about this? Uh, ninety <laughs> was there. Ninety nine was their first season back. Ninety nine. There it is. All righty, good fun facts and uh, trivia question there. So. Um, we're going to switch up the format just a teeny tiny little bit. So we're still going to do new faces, new places where I'm going to remind everybody of the, uh, who has been added and uh, left these four teams and free agencies and then the big additions in the draft. Um, and then we're going to do just one of the win totals or player prop over unders and then just our favorite storyline from the division. So I'm going to try to trim it up a little bit for you guys. Um, But here we go for the AFC North preview. So this division has to go up against the AFC East, the NFC South, and then their 17th game is against uh, the NFC East. So I would say that is a a fairly easy comparison. If you're thinking about how tough a division this is, NFC South, we just got done previewing the fact that, you know, it's really Buccaneers top heavy and AFC East really bills top heavy that we'll be going through here next week. Um, But all right, let's go through new faces, new places. So the big names that have been added or lost from these teams. So the Ravens will start with them obviously addressing their defense uh, multiple times, whether it's through the draft or free agency. Starting with free agency, they added Marcus Williams, one of the best available safeties on the market. And then they got Michael Pierce back, who was uh, about five or six year guy for them, locked down the middle of the line, who had just had a injury prone season up in Minnesota last year. They lost uh, two very big offensive linemen in Bozeman, their center, and then Villanueva finally retiring. Those are really big pieces that might hurt the run game, something that we got to factor in. Um, And then the kind of big storyline for them was uh, losing out on these Darius Smith stakes from the Packers as he signed with them allegedly. And then the next day he was signed with the Vikings. So they were really trying to get them to lock down that defense um, and and missed out on him. So that was a pretty big deal for them in the offseason. Uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, probably the most notable addition of the entire division, is hitching their entire franchise's reputation at this point to somebody who really loves Asian strip clubs. Oh, sorry, uh, Asian massages uh, with Deshaun Watson coming over. Not I didn't know that there was a specific nationality. I thought he was indiscriminate in the massaging. Let's just get us canceled because I'm talking about Deshaun Watson's favorability in the massage world, but we're just going to keep moving on there. Um, and then uh, Amari Cooper, wide receiver. Didn't I honestly kind of forgot that he got moved over to the Browns this year. Wait, he's not Dallas and then uh, they locked up Jacoby Brissett, the all-time uh, lifer backup quarterback. Um, probably deserves another shot, but a uh, really good backup there at QB. They I- lost yeah. Go ahead, Brad. You have a comment. Can I, I want to jump. I want to jump in on the Browns thing here real quick on Jacoby Brissett because a big Joe, big Jacoby Brissett fan. I yeah. will attend his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. B. If Deshaun Watson gets a suspension, then Jacoby Brissett will be the starter, and I will take the over on whatever obnoxiously low win total the Browns get. I will not take the over on the win total for the Browns if Deshaun Watson is their starter. What if Josh Rosen gets the starting job over Brissett? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you guys just... I had to I had to laugh really uh really <laughs> on Twitter the other day when um Josh Rosen's profile it still said that he who who is he just on just this past year? The Dolphins? Rosen? No, not yeah. the Dolphins. Who is he just on this last year? 
I, I, I Falcons, maybe. Anyway, maybe. The, his his profile picture was him getting drafted by the Cardinals. His, his backdrop, his his like banner was him getting interviewed as a quarterback of the Dolphins, and then his profile said quarterback of the of somebody else, but he was actually quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. So Josh Rosen, four years, four teams. He'll probably be in the league for maybe another two years and be in other four teams. Uh, yeah, I can't believe he's been on four teams already. Yeah, he has. Quite crazy. Wait, All isn't right, it more? He's on the. He's been on the Cardinals, the Dolphins, the Bucks, the Niners, the Falcons, and the Browns. Yeah. What? Yeah, he's been on six <laughs> teams. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. A new, basically, a new team every year, and he did two two teams in twenty twenty. Well, we're we're gonna overachiever. I can't wait to redo the thirty for thirty draft in five years, and the automatic number one is going to be the career of Josh Rosen. <laughs> From the hot tub to the hot seat. <laughs> not to not to make this a Josh Rosen podcast, but has anybody ever read his Wikipedia? This is this is interesting stuff. His mother no. is his what mother is a Quaker. Well, that's fine. Dave Matthews is a Quaker. I mean, I that's know. fair. Uh, but Josh Rosen is probably one of like the most overtly, openly Jewish people in the NFL. And he said, in retrospect, being Jewish is a big reason why I should have considered UCLA, considering just how Jewish Hollywood is. Huh. Here we go. Okay. All right. Well, that, that's a nice little seamless transition into Josh uh, Rosen. Yes. yes. <laughs> Josh Rosen. Um, all right. Well, that's about it for the Browns. So let's go on over to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, really address their offensive line, understandably, as they have maybe the um, most potential up, up there with Mahomes and um, Josh Allen that we'll talk about here in a second with their quarterback, Joe Burrow. They got to protect him. So they added two big time guards with Alex Kappa and Karras. And then they got Lyle Collins from the Cowboys to lock down the tackle um, as well as Hayden Hurst, who is really an above edge, above average blocking tight end, really known mm-hmm. as a fantastic blocking tight end. So a lot of key additions there um, lost out on um, the Larry Ogan Joby sweepstakes, just like the bears did as he actually stayed in the division and went over to the already amazing Steelers defense, which we'll talk about here in a second. And then CJ Uzama, who is the uh, kind of heart and soul of that offense at the tight end position. He was in Cincinnati virtually his whole career. Um, he retired as well. So finishing up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers added the number one quarterback in the entire NFL, Mitchell Trubisky from the Buffalo Bills to be their starting quarterback. Uh, they got Levi Wallace, the cornerback from I don't really know where, to be quite honest. Um, Miles Jack, linebacker, obviously from UCLA and the Jaguars. And then lineman James Daniels from the Bears, who was uh, drafted as a 20-year-old out of Iowa with quite crazy high potential that I really think the Steelers might be able to tap into still. Um, I'm kind of just chalking that one up for the Matt Nagy just sucks sweepstakes and he still has potential. Um, they lost out on Terrell Edmonds uh, and Joe Hayden in their secondary, two pretty big pieces that they lost. And then Juju Smith-Schuster on the offensive side. So while I catch my breath, I want to hear what you two have for over-unders, whether it's for win totals or player props, and uh, any other comments you want to wrap up on from uh, New Faces, New Places. So... I'm looking at, uh, you know, we're talking win totals here. I couldn't get a feel for any um, any over-unders on player props. I do think I will probably take an over on a Steelers receiver just because they always kind of seem to churn out a good receiver, and it never totally makes sense. And I think that there's going to be a little bit too much hate for the Steelers after, uh, and I shouldn't say hate, but um, 
they're, they're not going to feel – people aren't going to feel as confident after Roethlisberger left. So I will probably take a Steelers receiver over. I don't know which one that's going to be just yet. But I do like uh, – in terms of win totals, I like the Bengals over 9.5. I know that they're still getting the hype from the Super Bowl last year, but the only thing they really needed to do was get a better offensive line. And then as long as they all progress, it's a young team, they should be getting a lot better. So by virtue of upgrading their offensive line, I think they can get to 10 wins. 9.5 feels a little bit low. Uh, I think they could get to 10, 11 wins with, uh, with Joey B at the helm, especially if he continues to uh, his growth. Yeah. Ban- uh, nothing, nothing crazy. Bengals. I, I had over, over 10 wins. Uh, so pretty much right there with you, Brad. Uh, and then just features on team. I have the Ravens to be the AFC North division winner. I like that. You get that at two to one. Yeah, that's like plus 180, plus 190, depending yeah. on the book that you're looking at. Um, I, I, this is a take. I, I'm almost, it, don't, it really tastes like vinegar coming out of my mouth because there's nobody who stood on the pedestal more of Lamar Jackson sucks more than me through like through college. I, I lost, I'm, I'll never, yeah, through college. He's the worst Heisman Trophy winner in the history of the Heisman Trophy. I, I will stand by this, not not by ability. We cheer for Nebraska. Eric Crouch is the worst Heisman Trophy winner in a long time. The season, the season that he had was not deserving of the Heisman. He's an mm-hmm. amazing football player, all of that. He he was he led the eight and four Louisville team and fumbled three times in the last game of the year against Kentucky, their arch rival to lose the game. Like totally choked. I could it was it was disgusting to see him win the Heisman that year as an eight and four quarterback on a shitty ACC team after he completely fucking choked the only nationally televised game of the entire fucking season for Louisville. He threw interceptions, fumbled the entire game away, looked terrible. And then just wins the Heisman. It was yeah, but how much money did you lose on that game? Just so $50. I understand exactly. No, I, won, no, I, no, I lost fifty dollars. Okay, on I just that. needed to know the context. Yeah, yeah. Who, who else has been the running for the Heisman that year? That's a great Brad bunch. You looked that up. Who who else was in the uh, running? And that that did play a part in it. There was no other like big runaway uh, contender for him. But but I flipped and I love this Ravens team for a lot of reasons. Um, the, the, there's a lot of NFL teams that can do the chip on their shoulder storyline um, for a, a, a multitude of reasons. However you want to spin it, coaches will always try to spin it in ways. I don't know if there's a team in the NFL that can have a bigger chip on their shoulder after losing 13 of their 22 starters last year, two of their running backs in the midst of seven days. They had more injury problems on their defensive side than anybody else. I, I was there firsthand in the worst Chicago Bears game I feel like I've ever been to when it was Tyler Huntley versus Nick Foles in the ugliest day at Soldier Field. Um, but the, the Ravens were just decimated by injuries, and they had a miraculous comeback win. I think this is John Harbaugh's claim to fame and the fact that he's going to win the coach of the year. He's going to win the Super Bowl in the AFC when everybody's picking Chiefs and Bills. I actually think it's going to be the Ravens and Lamar Jackson sneaking through because this is going to be their year where the tides actually go with them. They're going to have a little bit of injury help. They locked up the defensive line again. I thought they had arguably the best draft in the entire NFL this year. They got both Tyler Linderbaum at the end of the first round and Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Ollie's touchdown Jesus um, back at safety who could have gone top five, ended up going 14 or 15 
And then not to mention, they really address, again, that defensive line where they got Travis Jones out of UConn, who is projected to go high second round. They got him in the fourth. And then David Ajabo, who, Brad, I know you and I talked a lot about coming yeah. out of Michigan on the end. A freak talent anytime I watch Michigan. I think the Ravens and their GM, who's been there for years, Harbaugh's been there for years. Lamar Jackson is, again, he has his chip on his shoulder. He's, I know he's won his MVP, but it's still universally talked about. He's not in that top five quarterback talk like the Mahomes and the Burroughs. Nah, Burroughs not quite there yet, but the uh, Josh Allens. Um, I, I think this might be the Ravens' year. So that's it's kind of where I went with it. I'm going Ravens over nine and a half wins and definitely yeah. agree with you to win the division. You know, it's funny. I was just to kind of get up to speed. I was, I was checking out some season previews and reading up on, uh, on the division and saw that there was, you know, everybody was kind of has their picks. I think most of the publications I saw had at least three of the teams going over on their win totals. Some had four going over, all four of them going over. So this is either going to be a hell of a division or people are just just have no idea what's going to happen, which I think it's going to be kind of no idea what's going to happen. I think we're going to have a team that really runs away with it, um, which if it, that was going to be the case, I think it would be the Ravens. I think it's going to be the Ravens, Ravens winning the division uh, pretty handily. Bengals get a nice wild card spot. And then, um, and then everybody else is just kind of eh. And and you you were correct with the fact that the Bengals needed to address that offensive line, which they did in a lot of ways. But their defense is still not very good, and and their secondary really got exposed late in that postseason run. Yep. I think the Bengals. Speak. I mean, talking about how this could be a runaway division. I mean, but as much as I love Mitch, he's no sure thing in Pittsburgh. You got to have a quarterback in the NFL. That's something. Wait a minute. Breaking news: Mitch Trubisky, no sure thing. <laughs> ah, he's he's a sure thing. He's as much of a sure thing as a good fruit pizza at a summer barbecue. Um, it'll, it'll be there, whether it belongs or not. Yeah, so will he. All right, well, let's go with uh, what's the to, as we round out the last part of this uh, AFC North segment. What's your favorite storyline that you're paying attention to about this division this year? I don't want to walk all over Ali. Ali, you want to go first? Yeah, but you guys kind of already walked over it. A little bit. <laughs> but, you know, it's just one of these out of the world alien. <laughs> type of uh, type of storylines <laughs> it's a very quick simple storyline watson suspended for the whole season josh rosen somehow moves from fourth qb to the chart to number one on the spot has a lights out season starts all year he actually goes on to win the super bowl what the fuck did the browns do because they just had josh rosen beat their team to a super bowl and they owe this other guy like half a, a quarter of a billion dollars that'd be a storyline so boom count it that would be, it would be an insane storyline. He was drafted high in the first round. I guess you never know. Um, all right, I like the tinfoil aspect of that. Uh, mine is going to be uh, probably – it's going to be the Steelers, and it's going to be the first year with real uncertainty uh, for the Steelers in a very long time. Uh, you know, normally you just kind of have a feeling for what it's going to be, whether it's, you know, if Roethlisberger gets hurt, then it's not going to be a very good year. If he doesn't get hurt, they're probably going to be fine and have a decent season. Um, you know – I don't have any idea how this team is going to be good, but we're really going to find out how good of a coach uh, Mike Tomlin is. I, I don't. I just don't think that. You know what? For Trubisky's sake, because he got a rod, he got a tough, uh, uh, tough time in Chicago. I hope it works out well for him. I just don't. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I don't know if he's going to have enough support around him. Um, and then I think we're going to get a little Kenny Pickett action. Um, I don't know. 
seven, eight games into the season, whenever their bye week is, that's probably when it comes in. But I'll be curious to see what a division with an uncertain Steelers team, which has always kind of been there, looks like. So, yeah, they have their bye week, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. In between eight and nine, so so the eight and so it's week nine is their bye week, that does slide right slide nicely into a home game with the Saints, which yeah. is a tough defense. That might be a tough first start for Pickett, but I mean it's it's just the it's the age old story of the 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 wily veteran, even though he's not really a veteran, but he's established at least in the NFL now. Um, of Mitch, you no know, coming in, but the team undermines him and drafts the guy that that's highly rated. And even though Pickett got drafted, not in the first round, you know, a little bit later, that's still somebody a lot, a lot of people in Pittsburgh are very excited about being the local kid. Um, I just hope Mitch gets a fair shake. I agree with you. Um, I think he'll get, I think he'll get his opportunity. I mean, they, they drafted George Pickens in the third round as well. Why does he read at Georgia? That'll help a little bit. This just this is not a division that's really ripe with playmakers. Um, definitely not the wide receiver position at all. Um, yeah. And that's another reason why I think the Bengals are going to have some trouble. And just for the sake of us already kind of and me staping or planting my flag with the uh, Ravens, I think the Bengals are going to struggle, but only if Joe Burrow is not the next Dan Marino. Like if Joe Burrow is as incredible as he has performed so far from LSU, taking the Bengals to the freaking Super Bowl, if he's as, as special as he has been this whole entire way, I just don't think that he'll ever be on a team that doesn't win eight or nine games. Um, but so I just don't think if he gets if he gets the if he gets at half as much better as he did last year. So mm-hmm. his leap from year one to year two, if yep. it's half as good as from two to three. Which is still I, incredible. Which is still really incredible. You think they've yeah. got a they've, they've got a good team. I still think they're fine, and and I don't think this is a very good roster. I really don't. I think this is just purely Joe Burrow might be as special, if not more special, than Mahomes, and he he's up there. And that's I really hope that we can get uh, one of the referees that refs NFL games from here in town here on uh, and before the NFL season, which would be a nice little treat for everybody. Um, Cause the, the rumors that I, I keep hearing from this guy is that it's, it's, it's next level elite footwork and where his mind is at, how fast he is and how slow the game comes to him um, is really pretty special. So that's my, my storyline to follow. Cause I think he will absolutely surpass Allen or Mahomes if he leads the Bengals again to another division winner and maybe another AFC championship game, maybe not winning it, but taking the Bengals back again. That's incredible. Like that, this is not a, it, on paper, at least to me, I mean, they have proved everybody wrong last year, but this just does not look like a Super Bowl roster. Um, so if he's able to do some pretty good impressive work again, I'll be, uh, that's what I'm looking for. All right. All righty. Well, let's try to wrap this baby up with a quick little uh, catch up on the pop culture world. Uh, Brad, what are we talking about as we slide into some clickbait something this week? Uh, I don't know what we're talking about, but apparently it's some pink stuff that's on Amazon. This was submitted to us uh, as, as some sort of cleaning um, thing. It, it's apparently a uh, it's a TikTok trend that somebody found on Amazon, and it's called the pink stuff. When Tyler told me I want to talk about the pink stuff, I'm like, I, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, but you, like, yeah, <laughs> I mean that that sounds like that sounds like the thing we should really be getting into here. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know anything about this. Uh, are you either? Are you guys familiar with this? 
I did. I did look at a couple of these little TikTok videos, and it looks it looks like magic. A little. I mean, it, basically, they're like this company out of the UK is like reinvented cleaning the household out of this couple of products that they use. I mean, it has upwards. Let's see, what was it? Yeah, eighty-seven thousand five-star ratings on Amazon. Um, it's like one of the highest-rated selling products they've ever had. It's constantly being resold out. Like almost every week, it's one of the first products that they're saying Amazon's having a challenge, like keeping the operations flowing um, because it's just coming from a town in the UK and it's blown up like crazy in the last few weeks. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I think I might buy it. It, it look, It's super affordable. It's like $6.99. Yeah, you can get a three pack for 16 bucks. Like if that's yeah. the case. I, I think can you just, gotta give it a shot. I mean, it, it, it looks pretty crazy. These videos I mean, are amazing. Videos yeah. This person just clean their oven in half a second half a second a little bit of pink stuff yeah I mean, there's people that have like built up grime that they have on their stove they've never cleaned their stove before and you do one little squirt and a swipe and it's perfectly clean because of this pink foam stuff so i think it's pretty cool this is one of the you know i mean we again we're kind of grumpy old men when it comes to some of these segments and tiktok scares us in a lot of ways but this seems like one of the cool things that uh, taught me something. I, 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 I think we're passing along some some good advice to the folk out there. It has 125,000 reviews on it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. don't we? I mean, this is either going to be a miracle thing or we're all going to figure out in like six years when we have eye leukemia that it's probably yeah. not something anybody should be touching. This feels like a, this kind of feels like a good Christmas gift, like Christmas stocking stuffer, you know, just buy like eight of these and just put them away. And when everyone forgets about this TikTok trend, everyone will be like, oh, how cool is this? What a nice little Christmas <laughs> gift. Um, that might be what I do. Oh, so there you go. That's what you guys are getting for Christmas. Don't, uh, don't hate me because I already told you. Sweet. Can't wait for the pink stuff. Love it. Well, I think that's all we got. How many mistakes did we make here, Brad? Uh, we were pretty good. A couple things. Uh, towards the end of the episode, um, you mentioned that Kenny Pickett was not a first-round draft pick. He was a first-round draft pick. I, um, I, had, I had a bad feeling saying that. I was like, what did he did he go late for? You were thinking, I think you were thinking of uh, Mikhail or Malik, Malik uh, Willis. Malik Willis, yes. Yeah, he went in the third. He went in the third. People thought he was going to be a first-rounder. Um, was he in the 20s or did, he, did Pittsburgh move up to take him? They picked him right at 20. At 20, okay. Yep. Um, and then the 2016 Heisman Trophy voting. Uh, it was Lamar Jackson um, uh, winning, obviously, in 2016. Deshaun Watson was second. Baker Mayfield was third. Dede Westbrook wow. was fourth. Um, and then Jake Browning uh, from the illustrious line of Jakes that Washington produced at quarterback uh, finished sixth. Jonathan Allen from Bama was seven. Uh, McCaffrey, I'm you know, just looking for notable names. Christian McCaffrey was nine and Dalvin Cook was 10. And Donnell Pumphrey was also 10, but that's just a fun name to say. Those are some those are some heavy hitting NFL yeah. names right there. I mean, having yeah. Deshaun and Baker. I mean, as we're sitting here in the AFC North preview, you can't get much more relevant than that. Yeah, right? No. Wow, these guys have been at battle forever. Yeah. So Back maybe that's the storyline that we miss. We, we, we always miss something, but you caught it at the end, which you did your job. So there you go. There we go. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to share the uh, to share the microphones with you this week. You Until next week, coming at you from Chicago, Illinois, I am uh, Brad Kirschenbaum out there <laughs> in Omaha, Nebraska. Mr. Hammock, Mr. Godfrey. Until we see you again, hug it, chug it, football. Yeah.